Welcome to the Create Sessions from Food at Heart. I'm Meredith Whiteley and I'm a curious cook and food lover and I'm helping people explore food, flavour and creativity. Hi there, welcome to the latest recording of the Create Sessions podcast. And today I'm going to be talking to you about something that's very close to my heart and that is chocolate. And there's a couple of reasons I'm going to be talking about chocolate, partly because I'm actually recording this in the week leading up to Easter. So chocolate is very much on my mind and it's in the shops everywhere. Unfortunately, it looks like it has actually been on the shelves since just after Christmas, uh, which seems a little bit early. But anyway, we are almost there and you've probably been blinded by the number of Easter eggs that you're seeing all over the place. Uh, But that isn't actually the main reason I'm talking to you about chocolate today. The reason I'm talking to you about chocolate is that I think chocolate is one of the best ways to introduce yourself to some of the concepts of mindfulness and mindful eating. And I mentioned mindful eating in my last podcast because actually this is a really important way to get real enjoyment from your food but also to just be a lot more aware of the tastes and flavours and it really does enhance what you're eating. But it's also a really important route, as I say, to mindfulness. And mindfulness is a practice that's had a lot of coverage over the last few years. And I guess if I was going to boil it down to something really simple, because there can be quite a bit of complexity involved in it, but actually it's fundamentally about being able to achieve focus and really living in the moment without getting caught up by the past and the future. And there's quite a lot of studies that have been done around mindfulness as a practice and meditation as part of that. And really the benefits can range from being more able to embrace change through to actually being able to better manage stress. And it's also a really important part of creativity and being creative because to make something, to create something, to have creative thoughts, you actually need to have focus and find that time to give you focus to come up with those ideas or the work that you're creating. And this is where I think chocolate comes in. I think great chocolate is a really good way to apply some of these principles of mindfulness and mindful eating. And it's something that lots of people love, but let's be honest, how many times have you just grabbed a bar in the afternoon because you're a bit tired, you need a bit of sugar, you stick it in your mouth, you chomp it down and it's gone before you even realise. And in fact, when you look back, you may not even remember eating it at all. Well, I want you to try and stop that at least for a session um, and see and experience the difference of what happens when you actually take the time to stop and really pay attention to something that you can often eat in a really mindless rather than mindful way. And I will have to admit, the other reason I'm talking about chocolate is that I am a big chocolate lover. So one of the things that I do on the side is that I lead chocolate walks uh, for chocolate ecstasy tours. Yes, there is such a thing as a chocolate walk and they are absolutely amazing for anybody that loves chocolate. But actually, even if you don't love chocolate, they're a really interesting way to try different flavours and see the different things that people are doing with chocolate. But I love chocolate, so that's why I love doing the tours for Chocolate Ecstasy Tours. And 
one of the things that I do as part of the tours is I teach people how to taste chocolate properly. Now, again, I'm sure some of you might be thinking, I know how to taste. I just put food in my mouth and I eat it. Actually, there's a lot more involved in that to really genuinely taste something properly. And chocolate is a really, really great way to start because chocolate has got some really complex flavor compounds in it. So it has hundreds of them and it really makes it worth stopping to observe. It's, it is actually a really complex food. And I would suggest, if you can, trying to buy better quality chocolate. So maybe not so much Cadbury's dairy milk. That's fine if that's what you're used to eating, but it's not going to have quite the same level of complexity as maybe a darker chocolate that's made by a smaller producer. What I'm going to talk to you today about is a mindfulness exercise using chocolate. Now, if all you can get hold of is something like Cadbury's Dairy Milk, then please do go for that. But if you can, I would really suggest trying to use maybe at least a 65 to 70% dark chocolate because you'll just have many, many more complex aromas in it. And that's one of the things I'd really like you to focus on today. So maybe if you can get hold of some green and blacks, 70%, that's great. It's a nice organic bar and it's reasonably affordable and you can still do this uh, practice with it and get a lot from it. To taste chocolate properly, as I've mentioned, it's more than just sticking it in your mouth and chewing it. What I'm going to ask you today is to just really slow down and take some time to observe something pretty special in front of you and something that's actually taken a lot of time in the production through the growth of the cacao or cocoa trees to actually get to that bar in front of you. The first thing I'm going to get you to do is just very gently and slowly open the packet if you haven't done already and break off a couple of pieces. And I'm going to get you to put those couple of pieces in front of you. I wouldn't suggest holding them in your hand, just in case you've got very warm hands, it will start to melt. So we don't quite want to get to that bit yet. I'd like you to put one or two pieces just in front of you somewhere that you can see. And I'd like you to take some time just really observing the outside of that chocolate. What do the edges look like? What does the top surface look like? What's the colour? Is it light brown, dark brown? Does it have a shine to it? Just really take your time to look at that piece of chocolate in front of you. Once you've spent a little bit of time looking at it, I'm going to get you to pick it up. So again, just move it between your fingers, maybe place it on your palm and see how that chocolate feels. Does it have a grainy surface? Is it smooth? Just again, really take the time to consider the touch, how that feels to your touch. The next thing I'm going to get you to do is to take your piece of chocolate and put it up to your ear and listen to it. No, it's not going to talk to you, I promise. Well, it shouldn't do anyway. <laughs> what I'm going to get you to do is just break that chocolate in two. And just listen to that sound. Does it have a snap? Or does it just kind of, because it's a bit soft and it doesn't really have too much sound. If it's cool though, you should hear a nice snap to it. The next thing I'm going to get you to do is to smell 
your chocolate. And actually, a lot of what we taste comes from what we smell. And the first type of smell, uh, which is the smell through the outside of your nose, is called orthonasal smell. So I'm just going to get you to put it up to your nose and take a few short sniffs and then maybe a couple of longer ones and some short ones. So again, just really observe what aromas you're getting from that chocolate. It might just taste or smell like chocolate. That's fine. But maybe you can smell hints of coffee or perhaps berries, maybe even a floral smell to it. Every chocolate will be a little bit different. So I'd encourage you to do this again with two different pieces of chocolate next to each other and see if you can actually smell that difference between them. But again, just really observe what you're getting from that chocolate. And finally, finally, I'm going to get you to put it in your mouth. And this is where actually the other type of smell, retronasal smell, which is actually the smell that we get at the back of our throat and breathing out through our mouth. So I'm going to get you to observe again, you know, what's that, what you can taste or smell, depending on how correct you want to be, but that taste and that smell in your mouth. How does it feel as you press that piece of chocolate against the top of your mouth? Because I don't want you to chew. I want you to let it just melt in your mouth. What's the sensation as you move it round slightly? Is it grainy? Is it creamy? Is it sweet? Is it bitter? Just take your time and really slowly let that chocolate melt in your mouth. And as it melts, you should then also be able to observe some different tastes or flavours down the back of your throat. So as that chocolate is completely melted and leaves your mouth, again, what's what can you taste in your mouth now? What's that sensation? Now that might have been torture to some of you, particularly if you do really love chocolate and you eat it regularly, but it's just a really simple exercise to get you to really focus on something and really observe those details and look at it in a different way. And again, that's all a really important part of creative thinking and being creative is to really observe those details. And especially when it's something that you see regularly and you can stop thinking about something. And actually, there's a whole wonder in rediscovering something that's been in front of you that whole time. And just as again, seeing it with different eyes. So maybe you might even want to go and write a couple of thoughts down now about what that was like for you. And in fact, I'd love to hear in the comments if you had any particular sensations or things that you observed during that process. And I would really encourage you to try it a few times and maybe with some different food as well, especially if you're not a huge fan of chocolate. But I'm assuming a lot of people are. And another thing to think about now that you've really observed the flavours of that chocolate is what will that go with? Because one of the things I'm really interested in, and I guess where I get my real creative outlet, is doing flavour combining and flavour comparisons. And what I'm going to be doing in each of my podcasts um, with the ones that are not interviews is giving you a few flavour suggestions. So I'm going to challenge you to try something a little bit different with chocolate this week, particularly as we're coming up to Easter. And I'm imagining quite a few people are going to be eating Easter eggs. That's fine. Do do some of this mindfulness exercise and eat chocolate on its own. But maybe have a think about where you could use chocolate in addition in an unusual way, particularly if it's darker chocolate. 
a, a block of dark chocolate, a couple of squares, it's actually really, really tasty melted into a savoury chilli. So some people uh, may have come across mole before, so it's a South American dish, and again, it's a sort of spicy with the chocolate through it. So throw a couple of pieces into your chilli, it will just add a really amazing uh, richness to your chilli. The other thing I'd suggest is if you can get hold of some cocoa nibs or cacao nibs, which are actually the bits of the the cocoa bean that chocolate's made from, you can get those normally in health food stores or online. They're really bitter. They also have a really interesting taste. But again, rather than putting them into something sweet, which is what we quite often think of chocolate in relation to, get some cocoa nibs and throw them into a curry. It'll give you a really nice nuttiness and an extra bit of crunch. And I did one with a sweet potato coconut curry with a handful of cocoa nibs in it, and it was delicious. And in fact, you can even make a really tasty pesto if you grind up cocoa nibs with other pesto type ingredients. So with some herbs and some cheese, it's really, really tasty. I promise you. And if you're still in the mood for more chocolate, just go to my website, foodatheart.co.uk and check out my latest post, which is my top five Easter egg flavors for 2016. There's some really interesting ones, including licorice and another one with bits of black olive in it. So if you're looking for something a little bit different, it's a great place to check out. Unfortunately, I think they're mostly only available in the UK. But I would really encourage you this Easter time leading up to Easter to just take the time and really enjoy that chocolate that you've either bought for yourself or has been given to you as a gift. And that only leaves me to say happy Easter and happy chocolate eating.